What's up, guys? Welcome to the 250th episode of Red Nation Hoops. Took us seven years to get here, but we're here. I'm very excited. We have five guests uh, starting today with Raheel Ramzanali, one of the first guests we ever had on the show. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. I remember my first appearance on the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, it was at night after a Rockets. I think it was a Rockets Clippers game, I want to say. Yeah. Rockets Clippers or Rockets Timberwolves. I don't remember, but it was one of those two teams. Mm -hmm. And that my my daughter was just born around that time so she was really young right so she was sleeping and i was doing the interview in the living room and i think you're doing it in like, your car <laughs> yeah i had to go to my car yeah. i had to move to my car and close it and close the door close the car door turn on my car to get ac and that's how i did the first interview and look how far you've come man this is awesome yeah i mean i remember i i recorded those podcasts with like apple earbuds yeah <laughs> and like now we're here with like lights and like a microphone and studio it's, yeah it's so different but it's fun like i you were the first person to ever tell me to start doing mm -hmm. stuff like this like yeah. podcasting and video too like yeah. very recently like literally Three or four years ago when I was at ESPN 975, you kept pushing me to do video. Yep. And I was so reluctant to do it because I just don't like doing yeah. shit like this. I know a lot of people don't like being on video, but it's even if you just take your soundbite and convert it to a video, put the sound wave over it. The reason is because I also have a background in social media marketing and digital marketing. Mm -hmm. And I keep up with all the latest trends. And I saw it four years ago. They were all pushing video. Right. They were all pushing video because you saw like the normal photo posts, text posts, the time spent on screen wasn't enough mm -hmm. right like youtube was beasting so everybody wanted to take youtube strategy and that's why i was telling you like you got to get more video because they push video content up more people will watch it because more people watch right. uh, and spend more time on it thus more ads more revenue for facebook instagram twitter so now everything's video if you don't post a video people are like i'm not i don't have time for this so yeah li literally it started mm -hmm. like four episodes ago and it's an adjustment because, like, I I have a bunch of notes in front of me all the yeah. time. And before it was just a, a like a like a notepad and paper, right? Yep. And I switched over to typing. And like now, I'm paranoid about looking at my notes <laughs> and not looking at the camera. Yeah. And like that balance is so difficult to master. And like I I, I have like a greater appreciation yeah. of guys who do video now. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's just like you know anything in the NBA. Like we're gonna talk Rockets basketball, of course, but it's all an adjustment, right? Like you look at the NBA in 2015. Mm -hmm. You look at it now, like what changes have been made, how guys have adjusted and the ones who have adjusted have lasted, have won championships, have kind of, you know, done some good stuff. And the ones who haven't have kind of fallen off. Right. So right. it's like it's anything in sports. You have to adjust. Right? right. And you have to be good at that adjustment or at least even try it. Right. Because if you try it and you fail, at least you know that, okay, I tried my hardest, I adjusted, and if it didn't work, it just wasn't meant to be. It's always the trying thing for me. Yeah. I'm always reluctant to try yeah, stuff. You have to try. Right. Uh, okay, so just as a heads up, we're going to talk Rockets for the first half and wrestling in the second half. Yes. Um, so I, I'm really excited about wrestling. I want to do wrestling the whole time. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I do too. I, I want to, we'll get this over with. So uh, I know this is a Rockets podcast. So when we get to that point, uh, there's timestamps in the description. So you can just skip ahead to the next guest. There's five guests, plenty of Rockets basketball, yeah. I promise. Um, so we last talked in January. And at the time, Jalen Green was really struggling for the Rockets. Yeah. Second overall pick, wasn't chewing the basketball well, obviously wasn't good at defense in the first place. Getting to the basket, kind of con contorting his body when he finishes. Like, lots of weird stuff. He just wasn't playing well. And I, I swear, the, af the moment after we published the podcast, he goes on this run, <laughs> yeah. catches fire. Like, what changed, in your opinion, just watching him? I think it's just the experience, the reps. 
Mm. right? Like adjusting to game speed, adjusting to what defenses do, adjusting to the fact that you are the best player, one of the best players, right? So teams are scouting you. So right. the defenses are focused in on you. So Green had to adjust to that. And then now after that moment, right, that was about three months in roughly into his career. Yeah. And now he gets to counter punch and now he gets to go, okay, so here's what they're doing. Here are some of the tendencies that I've seen with teams, right? So here's what I can do. Coaching staff is helping him out. Here's what I can do on my finishes. And he's just too good of a player. He's too athletic of a player. He has too much of a drive not to get better. And that's what I saw immediately. I remember on that podcast, I was like, guys, it's going to be fine because you can see the flashes. You can see that he really wants to improve. And we'll talk about the offseason. Like you see all the work that he's putting in. I just think he's a special player. I've said it since he was drafted before he was even drafted. I think he's the next guy. Like he is that John Morant kind of player mm. where he can he can elevate his team to levels where you weren't you didn't think it was possible because right. he's too young of a player. But eventually young players become, you know, established guys. Yeah. And and I think Jalen Green has that DNA, has that will in him. Yeah, it's 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 strange because it was really shooting that was where he was strong he was getting past his defender every single yep. time that first step was legit yep right it was just a matter of what he does after he gets past the defender it seems like he would get flustered once he sees a guy step up yep. on him and like he would get to the basket and do all this weird contortion as i talked about earlier but then he gets to the basket and he goes straight up goes into his defender into the body finishes mm -hmm. and like that's what you're supposed to that's what you're taught to do but it seems like he was you know kind of shying yeah. away from that contact he starts getting into that contact you know make converts a higher percentage starts making mid-range jumpers because he was struggling from threes i'm like all right i'm gonna shoot mid-range jumpers yep. starts hitting his mid-range jumpers at like a high percentage clip then his three star falling it's like it's like it's it went in stages right starts finishing with the basket Okay, now I need to find a, find a counter for when they're closing off the basket. I'm going to shoot mid-range jumpers. Okay, now my shot's falling. Now I can shoot threes. And then it just it starts trickling down for the rest of the season, starts having these massive 30-point outings. And I really felt like the biggest thing for him was comfort, yeah. right? Reps is a great way. Like, that's a great way to phrase it because it really was just like, I just need to see NBA defenses yeah. over and over and over again. Absolutely. Like, it's hard. You can't expect a player to come in and not have bad moments to start the season because they've never faced competition like this. Mm. Sure, they might have played with a couple of NBA guys or they might have joined guys in the sky court runs, right, and all that. But it's not the same, right? Like, those are pickup games. There's a right. huge difference in every level. Like, you see it in, in high school, right? You'll see a junior playing varsity, and he's like, whoa, this is a little different because the speed is different. Then you'll see that great standout kid go to college and have struggles at first he'll have moments but he'll have struggles but then the second half of the season in college because he's adjusted to it the reps have adjusted and you're like oh okay this is okay i get what i need to do so naturally there's going to be that adjustment for a rookie in the nba mm -hmm. facing the best players ever right he's gonna have some struggles but just just to see it go through it go through the i think the adjustment of being a pro Right. Like having those late nights, that is also a huge factor. So it just all culminates into reps, having experience. And I think next year is going to be even better for him. Yeah. You mentioned a name there uh, that definitely made me raise my eyebrows. John Morant. Mm -hmm. Right. So normally, like, you know, your typical NBA all-star prospect, he comes into the league and like you see that jump that third year, that NBA superstar prospect, you see that jump like their second year. Yep. Right. Yeah. Like it, it just out of nowhere, they just start like going off 
for these massive outings and they become before you know it they're like a second team all nba guy yeah and now you have to recalibrate how you think about them as a player like like john Morant became an mvp candidate overnight yes and we just yeah. had we just had to like adjust our thinking on the memphis grizzlies and their entire franchise outlook is different now mm-hmm. and the same thing could happen next year for the rockets if Jalen green plays like he did from january on to start the season instead of having that struggle to start the season yeah we're talking about an, an all-star level leap. Absolutely. I mean, when you go back and look at John Morant's rookie and sophomore years, you go, it, it, like for people who were watching, you go, man, like there's something special there. There's something there with Ja. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, heck, we saw it in college as well, right? Like you just saw that there's something special about him. If you could just find his shot at maybe like a 38% clip, he's going to be unstoppable. And he's done, I think he's at like 39, 42, maybe around that range. So like he's unstoppable now. He's so good, right? The only thing that's going to slow him down is John Morant and maybe injuries, right? right. Like those are the only things. I said that worries the hell out of yeah, me. Yeah. And that, and that's with every player that's that explosive, that takes that many chances, mm-hmm. injuries are always going to be a concern, right? Like but his, his, landing, injuries. his yeah. landing in particular is awkward. Yeah. It's kind of Derek Rose-esque in yeah. that he's played plays and lands very strangely and like i I'm, it's like if i'm the grizzlies i'm i'm front loading my timeline <laughs> yeah. like i'm like let's go compete now yes before. absolutely yeah absolutely and that's the same thing with jalen like he's so explosive <clears throat> and and i think he's trusting his athleticism a little bit more too now mm-hmm. so that that's why i think just like that next step is going to be awesome for him mm-hmm. yeah I, I i'm very interested to see what he does in the second year um so did you watch uh summer league i did a little bit a little bit not all of it like i usually do i was just busy with work but i did watch some of it and man <laughs> there's a lot of talent on this team a lot of talent what are your impressions of third overall pick jabari smith jr i love it i, I love you know, look i thought paulo was the best player in the draft um mm-hmm. uh and when jabari shot up to number one i was like this is great because you knew okc was taking chet like that was mm-hmm. just for whatever reason it's gonna work out mm-hmm. you know and he was going there so now it's like oh man like the potential best player paulo is gonna fall to you but jabari's right there it wasn't like a, there's not a huge gap between them in my opinion mm-hmm. now after summer league we kind of recalibrate as you mentioned we always do this right mm-hmm. you go man paulo's the best player like yeah that's why it worked out to number one and that's why he shot up, all that stuff right um but that's summer league like everyone take a chill pill let's see how the whole season plays out i think jabari's gonna be great here i think that's the right fit a guy who doesn't need shots to impact the game but can impact the game by shooting Right. And of course, his defense is the other part of this where you need a guy like that behind jail and you need a guy like that on a young team that can impact it defensively. So I love that he fell to the Rockets. And I think it uh, I think it's going to work out better in the long term, because, again, he doesn't need the ball to impact the game. I think Paulo needs the ball to impact the game. Yeah, I think in particular, like the word you mentioned fit like that really resonates with me because mm-hmm. out of all the three prospects that were on the board uh, you know that were realistically in play for number 3 Jabari was the easiest to fit to slot in yes right there next mm-hmm. especially next to center Alper and Shengun. I just wrote the story on Shengun. Yeah, right your 9000 word uh <laughs> essay on it i got the i got the email yesterday and i was like man you had time <laughs> yeah was, yeah it I was did. a manifesto almost <laughs> yeah I, it almost feels that way when you read like how i'm talking about him because yeah. it's like i really believe in the guy man i yeah. really do i think the guy has legitimate star upside i've thought that since the draft i've only gotten stronger in my belief as i watched him play more mm-hmm. nba games like he became a sixth man as a 16th pick like that's really difficult to do, yep. and like the guy's gonna be a starter next season, 
probably play 30 minutes a game. The only guy that's going to take minutes away from him is like, uh, what was it? Like Willie Cauley-Stein? Like he's, he's Maybe, not, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's going to play backup center for them. And so what you're talking about is like a player that can really pass the basketball. Like a guy who was averaging third, three and a half assists per game last mm-hmm. year off the bench again, uh, can, be an, can be a hub for you and can really facilitate out of that low po- high post area yeah. and also have this incredible post game. And the only, the only liability that he had was defense and shooting. And it's like, okay, now you have Jabari. Yeah. Right? And, like, you slot him next to Alper and Shingun. And, like, I feel like that, like, almost turbocharges Shingun. Because yeah. he can just go play his game. Of course, he has to try defensively. He has to get better. And he has to, you know, try to get better as a shooter to really expand his game. But he doesn't have to be the, the best. He can, yeah. he can just go play his game, play to his strengths. And, and Jabari allows him to do that better than any other prospect that was on the board. Yeah, that's a great point. And that takes that, that takes the stress of, like, okay, I need to pick this up defensively as opposed to I can get better defensively. Right. Right. Like for Jabari now, Jabari is going to have issues too defensively. Again, it's the same conversation we had for the first part of this talk mm-hmm. is that, look, it's going to be an adjustment, right? It's a different, it's a different speed, different strength, different athleticism. That different be scheme. Playing. Yeah, different yeah. scheme. Mm-hmm. So like once that adjustment does happen and you've got Jabari backing you up now, Shangun can just be himself. And mm-hmm. that's huge, man. Like when you have that pressure off of you and your coaching staff goes, hey, just be you, man. Like, you don't have to do things that are out of your character, uh, out of your abilities. Just be you and play basketball and do what you do best. That's just going to open it up, especially from that high post, man. It was so much fun watching him last year. And and I think in a three-point NBA, if you have a guy like that that can spread it out Mm -hmm. from the high post, you can spread out your guards and he can find them, whether it be for the three or backdoor cut or any kind of uh, screen action. Man, it's going to be so much fun to watch. That's a great point because yeah. the Rockets have a lot better floor spacing this yeah. season. Going. Like now they added Jabari, they added Tari Eason, they added Ty Ty. All these guys can shoot the basketball. Yeah. The Rockets were like 22nd in three point percentage last year. Yeah. Now they're going to be like, you know, they could get to middle middle of the pack yeah. as soon as next year. And like you're talking about a, a better floor, you know, floor better space floor, excuse me, around Shingun. He can really spray the ball out to these guys. And that, you know, really adds to his playmaking element mm-hmm. and it helps structure the offense in a way that I don't think was structured last season. The Rockets were a little helter-skelter last year yeah. in their offense. It was very much like let the kids run and do whatever they want. And now I feel like they can use Shingun as a hub. Yeah. Because especially now that he's a starter, like you can you can organize, slow down through him, kind of organize everything, get everything set up. And he'll be able to like get you easy baskets, and I think that's going to really help them in their development curves. Yeah, absolutely. When you got that much speed, you got that much talent around the whole team. I think you're naturally going to be better. And I think last year was is it was a throwaway year. Um, I'm sure they don't like hearing that, but it really was a throwaway year in that. Look, you didn't like the Christian Wood storyline. You know, how is Green going to be the guy? Like, what are we seeing from him? What about the other young guys? Like, what are we seeing from them? You know, there was a stretch there where Shangun is like, can we get him more playing time? No, we can't because we got this issue to deal with and all that. It was just a throwaway year. You knew you're not going to be a playoff team. I don't don't think anybody expected them to be a playoff team. So it was almost like, let's just see what happens. I think this year there's going to be more structure. I think there's more defined roles as well. And and that truly does help uh, Steven Silas. And that's going to help the entire organization. Like, okay, here's what we're working on. And now we can start like a three-year plan for real, right? Like this year, we're going to implement this system, your roles. Next year, maybe even this year, I said when Green was drafted, I said by year, year two end, 
they should be competing for that 10 spot play in. Like you could be in that range. Mm -hmm. And by year three, you're you're gonna be in a playoff. Mm -hmm. So like I, I think now that plan is totally in place and I think good things are coming. Are you a KPJ guy? Um, I'm, I I think he's good. Uh, I think he's a so, nice role player to have. I don't think it's. I don't ooh, think they're, they're not going to like that. I know. You just no, drop no, I, that word. I know. I know. He's. But I. I like everyone has a role. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like I know Jalen Green's role is to be the guy. Okay. okay. Right. APJ's role is to be it's a nice a, safe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone has a role, yeah, but yeah. his role is to be better. <laughs> <laughs> I think for KPJ, he's he's a good number two potential number three. I think he has everything that you want in that, um, and and I would like him. I, I would like him to be that guy for the Rockets for a long time. Absolutely, like I, I think he's so good, has everything. But I don't know, like what his expectations are. Yeah, I think he's got a lot to prove. Would you extend him, or would you wait to restrict free? I would wait. Yeah, I would wait. I'm all about. I'm always about waiting. Mm -hmm. I want to see one more. Like, hey, this is like your butt is on the line show me and then i'm like okay this guy has that dog in him so yeah i'm always about that i, I was i like waiting i don't yeah. like in season or if you don't need to extend somebody unless there's just like massive signs that like hey you should extend him because he's gonna be part of your franchise for 10 years you don't want any hurt feelings then you do it uh but if it, if he's a guy you're like kind of on the fence about like i don't know if he'll be here for 10 years maybe he'll be here for three years so let's wait why not Right, and he plays such an in, like important position. It's like you don't want to mess it up. Mm -hmm. Starting point guard in the NBA today is like it's literally like maybe your first or second most important position. Yeah. And like if if you if you're not sure as you're as you said, like there's no harm in waiting, especially because you can still pay him all the money he wants. Mm -hmm. There's no rush. Yeah, there's no rush. Like yeah. he he'll be fine. Yeah, um, and I think he has that. If he has that chip on his shoulder, we're gonna see some special stuff out of him again. Yeah. Okay, let's talk pro wrestling. I'm tired of this. All right. So again, if, if you if you uh, if you are not a fan of pro wrestling, you can skip ahead. There's gonna be timestamps, and you can go to the next guest. But so you've known me since I was a teenager. Yeah. Uh, my dad was uh, is a basketball coach, and he used to organize these practices and pickup runs, and we used to bond over the NBA and pro wrestling. Yeah. Like my I always say, like my first love was pro wrestling. My second love was basketball. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think yeah. same here for me. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not sure if you remember, like, I had no idea what you were doing for a living, yeah. but I knew you were, like, connected in the sports and entertainment division in somehow, yeah. right? And, like, you'd bring, like, these these brand new DVD pay-per-views of, like, WWE stuff, yeah. right? And, I'm, and I would just, like, bring them home and watch them feverishly. I had no, again, I had no idea what the hell you were doing. I, for all I know, you were, like, a dealer. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 you, but, 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 like, you had connections. And, like, I would bring, I would watch that stuff. And, like, I was, at that time, I was in. Like, I, I was watching week to week. Yeah. I was a diehard wrestling fan. And I haven't been that way for, like, 10 years. Yeah. And I got to say... Like, you know, through a, a bunch of stuff we'll talk about in a few minutes, I'm kind of the most excited I've ever been about pro wrestling in like 10 years. You should be. Yeah. You should be. So um, wrestling has always been my first love because mm -hmm. when I moved here to the States, I moved here in 1990. My family immigrated over from Karachi, Pakistan. Um, and I remember watching the first Monday Night Raw with my brother, with 123 Kid, formerly, or uh, then later on known as X Pac and, mm -hmm. you know, DX, all the, all the great stuff. Um, so I remember watching 123 Kid and I was like, what is this? Like the whole crowd is going nuts over this small guy who's about to get this huge win. He just has him in the palm of his hand. Mm -hmm. And I fell in love. And we would watch wrestling every Monday night 
on USA, except for the days that the dog show was on. The, that was, those are the worst days. So you weren't, so you didn't watch in those days, right? So like once a year, the national dog show, uh, Westminster dog show. Yeah, I, I know what you're bump, talking about. Yeah, it would bump Monday Night Raw. Really? Yeah. So it would bump Monday Night Raw. And I think Raw would move to like a Tuesday or something. Mm. So the dog show would bump it. And we didn't know when it was. Like this there's this is 1995, right? Mm-hmm. So you just kind of like, you just know Monday Night's Raw. You tune in. There's no social media. Websites are like not around right now. So you're kind of like getting information from chat rooms. And you didn't know that like this Monday night was a dog show. We probably didn't. We were like, no, we would be devastated. Like we're looking forward to this and there was a dog show. But yeah, I'm with you. I love wrestling. And and I'm also with you in that I kind of like lost, you know, like I would watch the pay-per-views. I always watch WrestleMania and Royal Rumble. I never miss those. doesn't matter if I don't know anything. I love those. I was the opposite. Like I I legit, my my dad would never let me get that stuff. Like I would would just watch the TV product and like eventually I started ordering WrestleMania. Yeah. But I, I always was like, was like jealous. I'm like, man, all these guys are watching like the best pay per view yeah. of the year, and I'm just sitting at home wondering what happened. I'm on, I'm like on WWE.com. Yeah, trying, trying to, to find out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, what's happening? Yeah, I never paid for them either. Like somehow, I'm. I mean, I'm probably like. No, I think it's, it's okay. good, right? It's been five years, yeah, more yeah. than five years. I can't You're good. get in trouble. But uh, yeah, there was a uh, little cheat code that we knew that we all knew that we would watch with, mm. and uh, yeah, I would never miss those. And even now, like. Like since I got married in 2012, mm-hmm. um, I would still go watch Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Like I would take my wife or I'd go meet up with my friends, some of our mutual friends, and I would watch those events. Like I have to watch those. It just makes me connect with my childhood. And mm-hmm. now I watch literally Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, every pay-per-view because my daughter, who's seven years old, she is all in on wrestling. Yeah, All in. Like she can tell you every storyline right now. Every intro, she is just in love with wrestling because we went to Friday Night SmackDown, the restart, the first in-person event uh, through WWE. They were, you know, gracious enough to get me tickets. And we were sitting in ringside, like fourth row. She's never watched wrestling. She has no idea what this is. (laughs) And she left and she was in love. She was just like, whoa, this is amazing. It is. So now she is all in on it. And now I'm back in. And I'm I'm with you. Like it is so much fun. Yeah, it's so much fun. And the one realization that I have, and I'm hogging this conversation, but I want to get this out and get your thoughts on this. So there's two wrestling fan bases, right? There's us guys who grew up watching wrestling, and there's this expectation we have. Mm-hmm. And then there's the kids mm-hmm. who we used to be, right? Like right. in awe of wrestlers, in awe of the storylines, mm-hmm. in awe of everything that comes around the WWE and the superstars. Right. And to see it now through that eye, uh, through those eyes, like my daughter, everyone hates Roman Reigns. She thinks Roman Reigns is unstoppable. And I like, like him now, She actually. loves him. She's yeah. all about Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. She's all about the bloodline. She loves Bianca Belair. Like she loves the pushes that these wrestlers get or the mm-hmm. superstars get. And seeing it, seeing it through her eyes, it's so much more fun because with us, like when I go on Twitter, there'll be an ending or finish and you're just like, people just hate everything. Yeah. And that's what kind of, I was like, ah, I found myself hating everything. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, this is so much fun. This is way more fun because I'm watching it through the excitement of a Mm seven-year-old. And so that, yeah, I think it's just so much more fun now. 
Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was that age, I would get in trouble because I would draw the Rock's Brahma Bull tattoo <laughs> on like my paper in school, and my and my teacher's like, "What is he drawing? Like, oh like what is this? Is it like a picture of a bull?" <laughs> and like, like, like that's how diehard of a fan I was. Like, I would watch again every week, uh, every pay per view, not every pay per view, like you know, every every television event. Yeah. And it was one of those things where these wrestlers could not do any wrong in my eyes. Like the baby faces, you know, the good guys, right? They could do no wrong in my yeah. eyes. Like the heels were the heels. Like I wasn't cheering for the heels. Like that's like that. That's something I do now that I'm an adult. Yeah, I didn't do that back no, then. No, you hated heels yeah, as yeah, a kid. Yeah, uh, like, the only heels I guess like DX was a was a heel against. The corporation, right? It was yeah, like yeah. anti WWF at the time. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold was anti corporation, right? So like those heels, we all started cheering for because they really they weren't heels, right? They were kind of like a face because Vince McMahon was the heel in that situation. Mm-hmm. But those are the only ones we cheer for. But now you're right. Like my daughter hates the heels, right? She is all and she thinks Roman Reigns is a baby face and that like she loves him. She's like, yeah, he's the best. Like bloodlines, the best. Uh, mm-hmm. Every anybody else that's trying to take the the undisputed uh, title from him, mm-hmm. they're the worst people in the world. So right. like, yeah, heels are never the favorites for kids. No, and, and like that's how it should be, right? Yeah. But like when you get older, you get smarter, and you realize how genius the heels are. Yeah. Like on especially on the microphone, they just know how to turn yeah. a crowd, and they know how to get how to piss people off, and like. I guess when you get smarter, something about like, oh, it's like I, you appreciate the the craft yeah. behind it. Right? Oh, yeah. Big yeah. time. Big yeah. time. Like Paul Heyman. Now, when I watch him, I've always appreciated his mic work. But what he does to set up a fight, the words he uses, the tone he uses, it not only does it work on the younger viewers, it also works on us. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you get hyped up. You're like, oh, man, this is going to be so good. Um, yeah, I love I love the craft of wrestling. I think it's so interesting. The mm-hmm. storytelling uh, not only on the mic, but storytelling in the ring. Like you have to be so good. Like for example, Friday night, there was an intercontinental championship between Shinsuke Nakamura and Gunther. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Gunther's the inter- uh, IC champ right now. He's unstoppable. He's just like Russian force. Right. And Shinsuke's is fun, high energy. Um, he's more, you know, high flying and just more of a technical wrestler. Mm-hmm. So like the storytelling within that match he just destroyed Gunther's right arm, right? Like he destroyed it. Mm-hmm. So as we're watching, my daughter's going, oh my God, I don't think, I think, I think Shinsuke is going to win because Gunther can't use his right arm. Mm-hmm. Just that storytelling within the match is so much fun to see how it translates over to the younger viewers. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm all about the craft and I think it's in a, it's in a good place right now. I envy you, man. I envy yeah. you. Like, like, like to, just to see wrestling through that lens, I think mm-hmm. it's the healthiest. Honestly. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about like why I'm the most excited I've ever been. Oh yeah, tell me. Okay, first this new crop of young talent comes in like six years ago, right? It's like Kevin Owens, Roland Reigns, and Seth Rollins, and like I'm intrigued, but I'm not exactly itching to go back, mm-hmm. right? But I'm intrigued now. And then a brand new wrestling company just comes up out of the woodworks like two years ago, yep. AEW. And so for the past two decades, like nothing was on national TV other than WWE, yeah. right? Nothing was on their level. And like this this young upstart, the fact that they had the audacity to not only go on national TV, go on TNT, sending a very clear message, mm-hmm. TNT, the network where WCW used to air every night, yeah. right? And 
like I, I just loved it. And like they 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 were paying big money to guys like Chris Jericho, CM Puck, Jim Ross, the yeah. commentator. Coaching John, guys, yeah. yeah. John Moxley. Like and then I really started checking in like once a month. Like because this new product was just exciting to me. Like very WCW esque, mm-hmm. very like like the uh, the wrestling that I grew up on, like the where you could swear, where you would see blood, you know, like yeah. that kind of hardcore type of wrestling. Like that that's like what intrigued me about them. And they brought it back like from like 10 years ago. And I loved that style and I loved it. So like I was, I was checking in every month I would watch on YouTube. And then last month, Vince McMahon, a complicated figure to say the last, like to say the least, like, and like, that's been a part of everyone's childhood for like the past several decades retires as CEO of the WWE and triple H takes over. And I'm excited, man. Like it, I don't know how to describe. It feels like a dark cloud's been lifted. Yeah, I think that's over the WWE because again, it's all about adjustments, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think WWE adjusted with the times. Uh, They kept pushing the same stuff. um, Of look, our viewers, they change the viewers. Like, we want seven to thirteen year olds, right? Like, because they Mm -hmm. they love this stuff. They're gonna get in love. They're gonna buy all the stuff. Their parents are gonna come, so you got to buy tickets. So they really started pushing that angle right so it started becoming a lot more clean which is good i appreciate that Mm -hmm. as a dad right um they started pushing more wholesome stuff they started pushing more faces you know like you see the run of cena one of the greatest runs ever one of the greatest wwe superstars then you also start seeing some of the runs for the women's division right like you start seeing with sasha banks bianca belair like they're pushing these great women to like have this have a not a wholesome image but an image of like i can accomplish everything Mm -hmm. so now girls are watching as well so it just became a marketing slash business decision now just in the three short weeks that trips has taken over you can see it's getting back to that Mm -hmm. it's it's keeping that but also pushing hey the wrestling is important having fun is important uh having moments that aren't predictable are important so that's why I'm excited. Like you just saw on Friday night, again, going back to it, when was the last time an, an IC match, an intercontinental match closed out? Never. You know, SmackDown. Like it's right. been years, man. Like it, it now they're pumping that up again. They're like pushing every title to be important. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual wrestling they're pushing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, AEW's big thing, and you'll see Tony Khan on Twitter always say this. He'll say like WWE had 35 minutes of wrestling compared to, you know, two hours and 38 minutes of wrestling versus AEW. So you're getting like back to the actual wrestling itself as mm-hmm. well. So uh, that time goes up for WWE. So um, I, I think you're right. Like that crop of superstars that came in six years ago, like they're carrying the they're carrying it now. Mm-hmm. Like Seth Rollins is one of my favorite uh, guys on the mic. Mm-hmm. Personalities, his new his new character that he has is. He's like the Joker, Riddler meets Seth Rollins. He's so eccentric. Um, he's awesome. Roman Reigns is just the. I, I think Roman Reigns. This is the best. Roman. I think he's. I. I. I he is going to go down as one of the greatest to hold the mantle. Mm. And I know he's not going to be the Rock. He's not going to be Stone Cold or Cena, Triple H. I think when we move a few years away, we're going to go. Man, that was fun. Like yeah. that was so much fun to see what he did. And how long he held it. So mm-hmm. I think uh, this yeah. version of Roman Reigns, I appreciate. Yeah. Like the, I love like, the tribal chief. Right. Like the, like this heel version, this like brooding, like I, I'm I'm a, I'm like six foot eight. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I destroy people, and like it, feel, it feels like they're trying to make him out to be this underdog babyface. That's not Roman. No, it's not. No, it, it's can't. hard to believe that. Yeah, yeah. This, so this version is so believable. He has like he has these uh, cronies behind him in like his famous the Usos. Yeah, yeah, the Usos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I love this version of the Usos too. Like this is the best version of the Usos I've seen. Like before, they were like these again fun-loving tag teams. Like again, not believable at mm-hmm. all. Now it's like okay, this feels like a more adult-centric product. Yeah, right. Yeah, like Roman is, they're untouchable right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like when they come out from, from the moment you hear the Tribal Chiefs music to the 14-minute walkout that they have. Like, they demand all your respect and attention. They're doing such a good job of building that up mm-hmm. to, like, it literally takes seven minutes for them to, from the moment Roman comes out to his walkout to where he says, acknowledge me, it takes seven to ten minutes. Yeah. And it just builds up. It just builds up this anticipation. So now, like, my favorite thing is when he's coming out, I always make my daughter, I go, stop what you're doing. Roman's walking out and we pay our respect. Like I make her do it. It's so much fun. And like we acknowledge him. Yeah. And she won't, she uh, she can't leave until he says, acknowledge me. And she goes, Roman's the best. And then she can leave if she wants. But like I get her into that. So like, so she buys into it. Mm-hmm. And there's just, just this feeling of like, okay, Roman's the best. Roman's so good. Like who's going to beat him? Nobody can beat him. He's Roman Reigns. So right. it's, yeah, it's fun. I mean, like, here's the thing with Roman that always was so frustrating for me. It's like he was pu- being pushed down our throat, mm-hmm. right? Like it's like we wanted to like him, but because we knew that management was pushing him yeah. so hard, it made him so unlikable on top of the fact that his character wasn't believable. Yeah, the character was bad. Right. And that's the thing. See, that that's like now that we know more about it, we're like, oh, he's getting a push. Mm-hmm. Kids don't know that. Right. Kids don't know what a push is. They don't know like, oh, she's getting a shot or, uh, you know, Liv Morgan is like currently in a push right now. Mm-hmm. They don't know that. They just see they just see the storylines unfold and that's it. And we're, they're not jaded. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was like when you would, when I would check in on WrestleMania Royal Rumble, I go, oh, this guy's getting a push. This is boring. <laughs> right. and I'd be like same. I hated Roman. I was like, oh, he's getting a push, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I, I, I don't care about that anymore. Mm-hmm. I just want like I just follow it like a TV show. Right. And it's so much more fun that way. And I think I can do it now too. Yeah. Partly because like I just think Roman is like awesome now. Yeah. Like like I think he's legitimately gotten better. I think he actually deserves that top spot. Yeah. Like I think he is the guy. Yeah. Like you know, who who's who's better than him right now? Nobody. Nobody. Drew McIntyre's shooting for him. Yeah, he oh, yeah, he's, Drew he's, he's pretty good too. He's getting a nice Drew McIntyre's getting and, a nice push right now. And Karrion Cross? Yeah. Like I I, I didn't know nowhere. Who, yeah. I didn't know who the he was yeah he just showed up on tv very edge-like like brooding leather yeah. jacket got a very edge-like figure right yep. he shows up and he just attacks uh drew mcintyre and it's like this is the wrestling i grew up yeah, on man. like there's like stuff you look forward to the following week right, right. And, and not everything's resolved right there that was the other thing wwe would resolve everything right there mm-hmm. right like carrying cross would come out up. and then they'll go Oh, yeah, I'm here because I want this. No, like they left that moment two weeks ago mm-hmm. hanging with, um, I forgot his uh, partner's name, the angel, dark angel, whatever her name right. is. Uh, like she puts the time thing upside down. And that, that was, was the last dope. thing we see. Mm-hmm. That was There was no explanation. There was no, oh, this means blank. No. It's then subtle. They, yeah, and yeah. then last on Friday, he he comes back on. They talk about it, why they did it. So you have something to look forward to. And they were so good about that in the Attitude Era. They were... They'll like let you think about it, and then next week they go, okay, here's why this happened. Right, like in like I'm I'm so glad you said you said that because I remember 
this might have been two years ago when uh, Ronda Rousey made her debut, mm-hmm. right? She comes out and I freak out, right? Because I saw I'm watching it on YouTube. I'm like, oh, Ronda Rousey's in WWE now. So I'm watching the clip. I'm like, she comes out and like I think the three best guy, three best uh, female wrestlers were in the w- were in the ring, and she's just like walking out and she she looks them in the eye. She looks at the WrestleMania sign that's always in the corner, like a few weeks yeah. before WrestleMania. And she points at the WrestleMania sign. I'm like, why are you doing that? Don't do that. We don't need yeah, just look at that. it. Yeah. Just look at it and then look back at her. M- imply it. it. Imply it. Yeah. Make it make it subtle. Like I think the subtlety is what's missing. And like it's coming back with mm-hmm. Triple H. I love yeah. that. Because he was in that era. Right. right? Like he's now gonna employ those tactics that uh, worked not only on us as kids, but we appreciate them as adults now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to watch now kids. You know, it works on kids because mm-hmm. it worked on us. So mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, like it works. There's, these are tried and true measures that work in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think where the change in wrestling, where it gets better is in the ring, mm-hmm. the storytelling, like all the other storylines across every TV product. It's the same. Good guy, bad guy. Bad guy has his moment. Good guy can't win. Good guy eventually triumphs. And then that's it. You go to the next one, right? Like, it's always like that, mm-hmm. right? And every once in a while, the bad guy will win. He'll keep winning, keep winning. You get, you know, build him up. And then all of a sudden, the good guy wins. And it's worth 100 times more, right? right. So it's a, it's across all TV shows. It's across every storytelling method ever. So why wouldn't they just keep using it? But in the ring, I think it's getting better, too, from the actual wrestling. And going back to AEW, like, that's still good, too. Like, yeah. CM Punk just came back. Yeah. Right. And like, like I, I love that we have an alternative. Like, even if like you feel like WWE isn't doing well, mm-hmm. we'll just turn like just wait till Tuesday, right? Yeah. Watch. Yeah. Watch AEW. Right. And like, and I, I like that. I like that. There's an actual alternative. There's good wrestling on. You just have to go find it. Yeah. Right. And like now, like the top guys are playing like the top guys again. Like yeah. it feels like they're like they doesn't it feel like WWE has their swagger back? Like I it, think it does, yeah. Right? Like now, it, I don't know if I'm because I'm watching every week mm-hmm. um or they really do. Like I'm not sure, but for me because of who I am, what I'm doing in my point in this uh you know journey like watching with my daughter like i feel like they've got their swagger back because i'm excited to watch it like i can't wait for monday nights i can't wait for friday nights right so like friday nights now for us uh so you and i we're we're the same denomination for um in in islam so we go to prayer on friday night and then like my schedule is okay five o'clock i'm done with work and then i work out real quick maybe do something eat then we get ready for prayer. We go. We get back about nine nine fifteen, and we're watching wrestling until about ten thirty. DVR, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, like yeah. DVR also helps. Yeah. But like now that's my Friday night, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday nights. I know Monday nights are kind of hard. We'll watch like the first thirty minutes, and then she gets ready for bed because school's back now. And then we'll fin- we'll finish it Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So like my like my tv watching revolves around her tv watching now which is fun mm-hmm. but yeah i think they've got their swagger back because i'm excited for it i'm 7:30 like 7 oh, cool, 30 bedtime wa-. yeah 7 30 that's early yeah it's very like it's still light outside <laughs> okay, early yeah but she also gets up at 7 a.m so okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i know I, I was like did i go to sleep at 7 30 there's no way yeah i think i would go to bed at like 9 30 10 even in elementary school no yeah i mean but yeah you're right like like those 
those routines you're, you're talking about, I remember them because that's exactly yeah. what I used to do. And like now I'm doing that again. I'm I'm DVRing Raw and SmackDown again. Yeah. I haven't done that in 10 years. That's awesome. And like I'm watching every week and I'm trying to like get into it. And like I think it's easy to get into it when the product feels like it's catering yep. to me as well as kids. Absolutely. Right. Like Absolutely. I think I think there's room for both of us. Right. I think, yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. That's what it's about is like that's why Roman Reigns works so well mm-hmm. is because the younger audience loves him like he's unstoppable mm-hmm. and the older audience hates him that's what you want you want to you want that perfect response of hate and love mm-hmm. if everyone loves you it's like it's cool it's fun but it's not it doesn't get that pop mm-hmm. right but if, if there's half and half then that half and half is going at it like when we were at that smackdown last year uh we so I went with my brother-in-law, Rolo. Uh, he's a mutual friend of ours. Right. So we, at the time, we were like, okay, we're going in as pro-Roman crowd. Like, we're <laughs> going to be the pro-Roman. So like when Roman comes out, we're like, yeah, Roman. We're like acknowledging him. He's the best. And then you just hear like people around us who hate him. They're booing louder to drown us out. So that's what you want. Like mm-hmm. if everyone's just going, yay, it's just like, all right, cool. You know, like you want that 50-50. Right. Well, I do, I do, I do like how, like that older audience, like even if like they're booing him, I think they they're they're booing him and they also appreciate him. Yeah. Like it's not like strictly like get this guy off my screen. Yeah. It's like they're booing him almost because they know they're supposed to boo yeah. him. Yeah. Right? Wait, there was a point where they were like, get him off our screen. Right. People hated him. Right. I was like, why? I, I've always like I hated him because he got the push and it just it didn't feel natural. But like knowing like and as an adult, you know, like know his story, what he's gone through. I'm like Dude, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like he's the perfect, like he's the perfect guy for that role. So, and the moment he loses, it's gonna be so. Oh my hard. gosh! Whoever oh takes gosh. it, like, like that, you just know they're saving it for yeah. somebody special. Yeah. yeah, I don't know who. I mean, there's no one. I, I hope it's Drew because then Drew can carry the mantle. Like he's there every week. He's he's doing so good for the company that I hope it's him. You know who I hope uh, it is? Who? Kevin Owens. No, I, 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 I think love he, Kevin. Owens I love so I love him too, but I think he just kind of. He, he, I think his moment passed, unfortunately. Well, I think he can get it back, though. Because yeah. Triple H is here. You can build him back up, yeah. keep this going for a few months. And then, you know, perhaps when it's yeah. time, then you do it. But you're right. Like, I think if there is a guy, it's him. Yeah. But if it wasn't, you know, I... I be, yeah, KO would be kind of cool. I just I just remember, like, his, his run as the Universal Champion or whatever was so like uninteresting because mm-hmm. they didn't take advantage of like the high level matches. Yeah. Right? Like they had this this amazing feud with Chris Jericho and it petered out and it didn't become anything. Yeah. And like I think you bring him back now, you give him the proper push. I think like again, like you can reutilize all these guys that you still had on your roster, mm-hmm. maybe weren't be using maybe maybe weren't be using used right, whatever. And now they're being used right. And yeah. like I, I I just like that. Um yeah. but we, I spent far too much of your time today. <laughs> You're good, uh, we went man. a little long, but I did really want to talk about pro wrestling because, I've again, I've never been more excited no, man, about same it. Same here. Same yeah. here, man. Thank you for having me on, man. Uh, congratulations again mm-hmm. on hitting a milestone. It's Thank awesome. You. It just shows that uh, your hard work, your passion for this topic, uh, your passion for putting out content is paying off. And I love to see it, man. And I'm 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 thankful for the opportunity, man. Not only on when I was the like one of the early guests, but also for this one. So thank you, man. For sure, absolutely.